What's going on? Welcome to F1 Minute, the hottest live talk show on the planet for Formula One content, where it is all more about you than it is about me. We're about to turn up for this week. It is Monday. We are in the week of another GP, Canadian GP to be exact, which many people are looking to see if amazing things are going to happen. Many people are looking to see if amazing things are indeed going to happen. And what do I mean by that? A lot of people are looking to see is Lewis Hamilton going to get some things, but we're going to get to that. All right. Cause first we got to get to our soft topics. And why do we get to these soft topics? Well, because it gives people a little time to go ahead and start pouring into the audience, a little time to pour into the chat, you know, first people up first person I saw in the YouTube live chat first early riser. Okay. Not the eat, not the bird, but the Eagle, the early birds get up to get the worm, but the Eagles get up to get the birds. Cause they soar at a higher elevation. And that is will four time trivia champion. All right. If you haven't been there, join us on Saturday's kickback quality, where we have trivia games, join us on Sunday's race day, live highlights where we turn up. If we get podiums, we pop in champagne bottles and we doing it big time. Who else do I see in the YouTube live chat? I see will, I see Mary, I see Musa, I see official Lauren, which dropped some hot bars last time around and Malachi. All right, Galacticus, what's going on, fam? So listen, we're going to start with the soft topics. All right, let's talk about something. Le Mans, 24-hour Le Mans happened this weekend. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it when it started. I uh, saw it a bit after that. We had a go-kart racing uh, racing cart for the little one, which which went good. Went good. All right, big support, big, big props to everybody that supported that. But how about Cadillac? How about Cadillac? Can we talk about that? Can we, can we give some props for Cadillac? How about Cadillac turning up? Three and four in positions for Le Mans. Who was going to be partnering with Cadillac or proposed to partner with Cadillac up on their entry for Formula One? Andretti. Andretti did. And where is Andretti now? Why is it the fact that we are not entertaining Andretti? We already talked several times about the Kailami situation. Uh, that definitely is not a good situation that's going on. It's been Now, I don't know which way it's going to go. But all I know is this. Kalami's off right now. Cadillac GM did very well in Le Mans. And when I mean very well, three and four is not shabby. All right, for a 24-hour race showing endurance across the board. So why is it that we can't get Andretti in Formula One? And why is there such a big problem when they offered up and said that they were going to partner up with GM Cadillac? Seems like Cadillac's doing all right. I didn't see Ford up there. I didn't see Ford up there, at least not in the top five. I don't know if they were anywhere else on the grid. It didn't even matter to me. All right, if you're not top five, I'm not even paying attention. So why can we not get that? And also, I want to send that Camaro, although a big, healthy girth of a machine, that Camaro was looking vicious. It was looking vicious. I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. And I'm glad they launched it in the blue because they could have did red, right? But, you know, you do red. There's already a red team out there, which we're going to talk about that team. They did that blue, that carbon, that black. The thing definitely stood out. I mean, it was very big and bulky, but it was moving. It was moving. So, yeah, big shout out for that. Uh, I believe that was Garage 56. But I don't really I don't really watch NASCAR. I don't watch NASCAR because I don't like a bunch of left-hand turns of beer. I'm not saying that there's not skill that goes into NASCAR. I'm not saying anything like that. Big shout out to OG Zilla. Nothing beats displacement, baby. Hey, I often said, I've often said, Boost might help you with that. But when you got a V8 twin turbo motor, you got the best of both worlds. And I'm trying to tell you. That thing is looking good. I mean, I remember I had a Camaro Vengeance package, uh, roughly 750 wheel horsepower. 
yeah, I enjoyed myself with that car. I enjoyed myself with that build. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of nitrous cars that really couldn't keep up with them. You're talking about 750 horsepower to the wheel. Talking about torque. That's the real thing. It's fun. So definitely like seeing that Camaro out there. Uh, Will's coming in for the Le Mans already. My bro said, I'm getting it in early. Will on soft topics already. Matter of fact, Will, go ahead, brother. You got your F1 minute. Then we're going to have our word from WPPN to start us off. Go ahead, Will, my brother. Oh, we ain't got no sound, brother. We ain't got no sound. I'm going to stop your clock. I'm going to stop your clock. I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna, Will's going to get in. I'm going to let, let, him, let him have his thing. Oh, he's going to come off. He's going to come off. Then he's going to come back on. There he goes. There he goes. How about that? There we go. Go ahead, my brother. So, Lamont, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me was Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi taking the win with, yeah, I had to go there. (laughs) Giovinazzi taking the win for Ferrari after a 58-year drought from winning at Le Mans and winning one of the Triple Crown races before Charles Leclerc. We're going there. We're going there. We're We're going going in hot. Uh, We're coming in hot with this. He won one before him, and they both Let's think back to the history. They both raced for Sauber, for Alfa Romeo. They both Facts. had their stints there. They both test drove for Haas. Facts. And we know that, you know, Giovinazzi was there for a few years before they did cut him loose. And Leclerc was there for a year before he went to Ferrari. Right. And I'm, for him to go to Le Mans and to win that in that team for that year, uh, both Ferraris did pretty well. I, I can't remember the other one. I think the other one finished like P5 or P6. But... Um, to come out yeah. and win Le Mans like that and to have like the same kind of like coming through the ranks and having right. them be dropped from a Formula 1 team. And then right now, two teams are winning for Ferrari and it's not Formula 1. It's LMP and I think the GT car is winning races in World Endurance. Fact. Pretty big. Uh, and also, Fact. just another thing for that uh, NASCAR. Coming in P39 out of 40 places, an LMP1 car... Somehow finished behind it. I don't know what happened there. I, I didn't really see the end of the race, but <laughs> right, shouts right. out to just a NASCAR finishing a Le Mans race. That's historic. Finishing. Oh, and one more thing. Go ahead. Daniel Kvyat torpedoing the LMP2 car that I was rooting for, number sixty-three Prima, torpedoes it on like the twelfth hour. He, he he just can't not torpedo cars. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So. Number number sixty three Prima. So Dorian yeah. Pin, who you all know I root for, nineteen years old, uh, woman driver, LMP two, didn't get to finish the race. The team was out by like the twelfth hour, unfortunately. Right, unfortunately, unfortunately, man. Why don't you go ahead bring us in for the WPPN, man? Why don't you go ahead and do that? You want to come back for that? We can do it now. Let's let, let's go ahead and do it, man. Let's go ahead and break it in. Let's get to it. Get race number it. one, Spanish GP, seventeen laps is grudge races. Light rain to start, end in the dry. Everyone starts on the slicks. Lap one, turn one, Racer X210, caught in a spin cam and almost caught on its kitty litter corner, drops from P4 to P14. Hillian up to P7, but in turn one, Carnage drops back to P13. So Fresh goes from P14 to P6 in four turns. S450 DNFs on lap two. Full safety car comes out. Some drivers react and switch to hards. Lap seven, the race resumes. Lap eight, Ace gets caught on the spin cam and the kitty litter corner. It was an epic clash between stop pause and drop clouds. So Fresh, Dallas fan, Racer X210, and Chaos Druid for the remaining laps. Last bit of action, dropped cloud on the spin cam for the final lap. Our finishing order dallas fan p1 his first grudge race win stop posing p2 we saw him side eye and dallas fan and that was hilarious we got the screenshot there racer x10 p3 chaos p4 drop cloud p5 toxic p6 cornbread p7 king green p8 ace p9 will p10 and toxic was the driver of the day condolences to toxic's family we will be back with race number two highlights at the halfway mark
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Big shout out. Thank you, Will. Man, how about how about that recollection and that call? That was pretty damn hot. Yes, big shout out uh, to Toxic One. Uh, I think this year, past year, a lot, a lot of Wolfpack family have lost family, so big condolences out to everybody. I know I was uh, having an anniversary for a very special person we lost in our family, so I uh, want to just send a big condolences out to everybody. But, yes, uh, we that I mean, that's essentially our first top topic. Uh, one of the other soft topics was Jeremy Clarkson's racist self and all types of other things that he's done that's been totally disrespectful and a display of bad character. Taking beer to Alpine, taking a bunch of beer to Alpine for their podium by way of Ocon and Monaco. Uh, there are a lot of other things that you probably should have asked Clarkson for other than Brewski Alpine. All right. You're, you're under fire right now. You, you're definitely Ocon stepping up. Gasly's not looking like anything. He's looking like a hot mess. All right. You're getting ready to go in Canada. We want to see what's going to happen with there. But Clarkson Beers tractor Lamborghini coming in. By the way, I watched the Lamborghini movie. I, I got to say it could have been better. I'm not going to say I was completely disappointed, but I wasn't wild by it. I think there have been other movies that have been made in retrospect of motorsports, and that movie does not top them. And although I was expecting a lot more from that movie, did not get it. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we got to say. Malachi, big shout out sitting over there in the Super Chat section. Also, OG Zilla earlier. But Malachi says, damn, Will, I got to give it to you for the I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Will was rattling those things off. Matter of fact, I gotta give Will some 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 real. He was powered. He was going. He was going all off. Going going all off. He was going off. So yeah. So let's get to a Ferrari. Now to be fair, we can't give it all to Antonio. Okay, we can't give it all to him. We got to give it to some other other some of the other drivers that also help contribute. And I think Pierre and Collado Collado. I think is how you say his name. But they were combination of three drivers which is something that you're going to have in Le Mans 24 hour but Giovinazzi being part of that is a big thing for him all right I'm going to say it's a big thing for him I'll also say that it is a door as you see right there the segment card right there and don't forget purple sectors hat merch in the in the chat you can go ahead and pick you up some of that it's a home for drivers who may not be able to compete at the most elite and top part of motorsports, which is Formula One. We all know Antonio Giovinazzi is no good or great driver in Formula One, but somewhere else he can win. He can do things and he may be able to do great things in other series. And this opens it up for other drivers to say, maybe I need to evaluate my career. I want to be in Formula One. I want to compete in Formula One. But are you able to? Do you have the skills, the talent, the marginal difference that will separate you from the rest of the grid where you will be able to do that? Although Antonio, he has this win with a team of three drivers in one vehicle. He does not have anything accomplished Outside of that in Formula One, he has not finished higher than 17th in the World Driver Championship standings, not higher than 17th. I think it's a 17th, a couple of 18th and 20th or 19th. He's he's no higher than seven. His ceiling is 17th. That's not good. That's still Latifi S. OK, that's still Mick Schumacher S. That's not good. We're, are we saying Antonio's a good driver in Formula One? So, yeah, although we got to compare and contrast. Charles has done far more in Formula One than Antonio probably could ever dream to have done. Although Charles has not won a driver's championship. All right. And I got to say, Charles's path and journey is going to be far harder than the one Antonio just completed by completing Le Mans with Ferrari. By the way, which Will did bring up 
You know, that drought was extensive. That's an extensive drought. And he happened to be part of it. But it's not it's not an individual. It's not an individual accomplishment. In one car, you got three drivers switching out. Charles is the only one in his car besides for his teammate in a totally different car. And like Will said, I believe he's correct. Uh, Ferrari came in fifth in the second car. I mean, what does that say? I think other drivers need to consider maybe racing in other series completely until maybe either your skills sharpening you could come up or maybe that's just where you have to be. I mean, we got NBA, right? You got the G League, you got semi-pro, you got three-on-three, you got the big three, you got NFL, you got XFL, you got USFL, you got the Canadian League, arena football, you got semi-pro. They're all different levels, and some of these players and our drivers are not as elite as they should be. By the way, before we get too deep into this, this show is more about you than it is about me. Like, Will always takes the ability to call in. This is what you want to do. Because if you don't call in, my job's going to be easy. I'm going to go through these segments and I'm going to be gone. I spend all week talking to you through live and videos. This is my opportunity to give you a portion of my platform so that you have something to stand on and you can come on live and speak to the world and let them know how you feel about Formula One. Let them know how you feel about drivers and our teams. Give people your perspective perspective all right i'm offering that to you please take it up all right we had several people that came up last time and did it official lauren was one of them we definitely had will last time wildcat so take the opportunity call in the link is in the description and or the live chat and it is pinned hit that link it brings you into the studio make sure you have a laptop or desktop something that you can access internet with do not use the browser google chrome do not use the browser explore use microsoft edge oh yes use microsoft edge or google chrome don't use explore all right or firefox don't use those and you can call in you shouldn't have any issues but yes definitely call in so we can get this on and so we could talk our crap just like that so yes i mean what what else has antonio done he hasn't even i don't even think he has an FIA World Driving Championship in any series. I think he has a two in F in Formula Two and then a two in GP2. Second place overall. All right. So he hasn't, he hasn't, you know, he's he's not a shooting star. But right now he's living on a high life. He finally has a win in a series that is definitely highly appreciated. But it is not the elite pinnacle top of motorsports that is formula one and so while he does have that accolade will people look look back and say just like will mentioned the parallels uh sauber ferrari will they look back and say that antonio was a better driver than charles no they won't will they look back and say that antonio's career overshadowed was better than Charles because he won at Le Mans. No, they won't. Antonio will have to do a bit more, even outside the sport of Formula One, for anybody to look and say, you know what? And this is the most that they may say, because you're going to look and see all the qualifying pole position that Charles achieved. You're going to look at all the podiums that he was able to step onto, while Antonio was never able to do in Formula One because he couldn't do it due to his talent, his ability, and his skill. The most that I think people will say, you can come on and say if you think different, is he achieved the top level in different series if Charles never moves there. If he never gets a driving championship, that's the only thing they'll say. But they'll still say, still not Formula One. It's always going to be that, it's still not Formula One. But what Ferrari needs to do, Ferrari needs to duplicate this success in Formula One because right now they're sucking 
Ferrari is sucking right now in Formula One. They are doing horrible, okay? Charles is not helping. Carlos is definitely not helping. Ferrari need to take this momentum, although in a different series, a red car all the same, and bring this over to Formula One and start competing on a high level. That is what they need to do. That is what I'm looking to see. All right? Let's just be real. I know at the end of the day, this is nice for Antonio. I know Giovinazzi, Collado, and Pierre are going to live it up right now. Le Mans 24 is a highly looked upon series. It's nothing to sleep on. Hell, it's, the, it's amazing race to see day and night just shift throughout this time. It is amazing. It is amazing. But it is not Formula One. And we saw what Antonio did as much even in testing this season. Spin out King. So he could he could have been all over my spin cam when I do the F1 Groove Pack F Grudge Racing series. And I'm serious about that. Like that. He would be on spin cam plenty of times. Although Charles has two, so you know, I guess can't say much about that. But yeah, so let's go on. I mean, Ferrari, uh, if you don't have anything to say about the fact that you are indeed under the same name, same red car, competing in a different series, and you won. If you don't have anything to say about that in Formula One, it's going to be pretty shameful this year. Ferrari changed his concept, although at one point in time, Fred said that it was no point for them to change the concept. They were just going to build on what they had. They completely changed their direction. So now the question is, are they going to end up going through the same swamp bayou waters, murky at that, very stiff mud sinking down, boots coming off every time you take a step? Are they about to go through that situation because Mercedes did? So are we about to see Ferrari go in a direction and then maybe have to make another direction and make some other changes? And if they do, how many seasons, if any, does this keep them from being one of the top three teams? All right. We're still going to be looking to see if Aston Martin are going to come to Canada and improve because last week, uh, last week, the week before last was not a very good week for them. Okay. So it wasn't a good week. So if we don't have anything to say about that, we're going to move on to our next segment and talk about some things. And yes, we're talking about games. All right. We are talking about games that I want to know. I want to know who is going to buy the new EA Sports F-123. A lot of people have complained about, oh, Uno coming in, Le Mans. Ferrari got lucky on Le Mans, yet they need to improve Uno. Let's see what he got to say about that. Ah, damn, he said they got lucky. My bro said they got lucky. All right, Uno, you got your F1 minute, bro. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Can. You're live. Okay, and thanks for the T-shirt. But anyway. Oh! <laughs> yeah, a lot of things I've been seeing about um, the Le Mans is it's kind of good, it's popular, but at the end of the day, as I said, Ferrari got lucky. They improved that car, but why don't they actually improve their Formula 1 car? Because at the end of the times... It, I reckon Enzo Ferrari is turning in his grave right now because that name is fantastically popular. Will and I talk about this from decades ago. And this guy has created what now you get Frank Williams, God bless, and all the others followed in the footsteps in doing their own creativity business. But Ferrari, come on, you have got that legend who absolutely has created one of the best popular cars in history and has made a couple of monies that is now, you know, a recognition. But if you enter into this Formula One, the most important thing you have to start doing is to get back into the flipping saddle. 
this is time wasting and he's making certain drivers look stupid and this can't go on can't go on the name of ferrari is going to be like you remember it as a black horse and it's just going to be like um the name of a bank lloyd's bank with Ooh. the sign of a black horse now that is not going to be popularly nice and nobody wants to give a damn about ferrari if that's going to happen but they better start getting their damn gear right because now is the time for them to start shining I heard that, Uno. Big shout out to you, man. I'm going to let your time run out just in case you want to. Thank you, big Uno. Thank you, fam. Hey, man, the shirt looking nice, bro. You looking nice in your swag, bro. Big I told you I'm going to wear it tonight. I told you I'm going to wear it tonight. And <laughs> I'm glad to wear it tonight. So thanks very big much for the, for the membership, man. Appreciate Thank you, brother. <laughs> hey, so he's, hey, I know we on EA Sports F123, but he draws some bars and got to say this, like you see right there in that picture. Ferrari, I'm going to say this. Ferrari have an attitude about their cars and their product of it's so it's smug yet so arrogant it's not funny okay if you own a Ferrari it's almost like you don't completely own the Ferrari you own a percentage of the Ferrari and Ferrari still holds some percentage of that car because there have been several factual accounts and I've talked about this before where Ferrari have literally sent their clients, their customers who have brought and paid hard earned cash for Ferraris are Ferraris in order to have one Ferrari to own. And Ferrari have sent them cease and desist letters and are sued the customers that have purchased their cars. OK, do not forget Ferrari are one of these companies where if a certain car comes out. You either have to have another collection of cars in order to have the right to purchase that car or you have to buy a certain amount of cars if you don't already own those cars to purchase a car that you may want. And so even then, for you to personalize or change up your Ferrari is something that they frown upon to the point where they will sue you legally for financial compensation or to put you into a position where you will indeed have to change that car back into the way Ferrari wanted it to be. That is serious. That's why Jay Leno doesn't even like to buy for Ferraris. That's why he won't buy a Ferrari. And that's not a game. Matter of fact, I can't, I can't recall the exact show. I want to say Magnum PI, but it might be something different. But there is a show, an older show, where they made a Ferrari. It wasn't a Ferrari car they were using. They took a car, made it look as a Ferrari. And I, wanted, I think it was Magnum PI, but it wasn't a Ferrari. Ferrari got wind of this and they contact the show, the directors, the producers, all of that. And they say that we're not going to allow that. And since this show was on a high level and it's, it's got, got a lot of eyeballs on it, they offered them a Ferrari, but they had to, they had to literally, realistically, they had to blow up the car that they had representing our imposter an imposter ferrari they had to blow that car up on a scene on the show that is how how real ferrari is how arrogant ferrari is about their product i i personally wouldn't i like ferraris i like the way they look but i personally wouldn't want to own one just based off that you i don't want to spend my money on a car and you're going to tell me what i can and can't do with it They've sued social media platforms for taking pictures of their products on a Ferrari saying that Ferrari never had, you know, endorsed your product. They're, they're very smug, very arrogant. But but anyway, who's buying F-123? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you like this. We have Wolfpack Epic Grudge Racing Series on Sundays where Formula One doesn't race. And I can tell you we have plenty of problems with F-1 2022. 
Okay, we have plenty of problems, a lot of problems that I would like to see them resolve. I mean, something very simple. We're talking about something as simple as just giving me the ability to send out mass invites so I don't have to go one by one through my EA friends board and send out invites so they can come join me for a game. EA Sports, that's too simple, man. We're talking about leaderboards not populating. We're talking about I've seen wheels going around, cars going around the track without wheels on them. EA, y'all got to do better. You're charging, you're charging north of $60 for these downloads in these games. Okay. And then you're coming out with games where they're being, it's an inconvenience for you to do social play. I'm not playing around. It's an inconvenience. We're talking about tire temps not correct. All right. We're talking about DR swings supposed to be open and they not. Talking about all types of glitches. We're talking about transitions in between screens. EA, you got to do a better job. A lot of people who are very technical about this game say that most of the time they're just copy and pasting. It's not even really nothing that's upgraded. So I'm going to be looking to see, is the new 23 version of EA Sports F1 Formula 1 going to be worth it? That's what I'm going to Will said he got something to say about it. Let's see what Will got to say about it. What's going on, Will? What's up, bro? Drop him. Can you hear me? Are we good? I can. I got you. All right. F-123. So this has been the same engine I think they've been using since 2015. It's the same mm -hmm. Ego engine they've been using to, to generate and you know for, for what the game uses to run. So it is just kind of like they're just fixing things here and there. Sometimes they bring things into the game. They remove things from the game. So far, everyone, hands down, will always say F1 2020 was the best version of this game that we'll ever get. Um, then mm. it went downhill a little bit to 2021, and then the handling was the major issue for 22. That's what a lot of people, when you see the grudge races and all that, everybody complains about the handling. It's out of control the way that right. the handling was set up. And even between the steering wheels to the pads, there was a big difference. Esports drivers said they were like three to four seconds difference on their fastest laps from one to the other. It shouldn't be that much of a difference to switch from uh, from a pad to a steering wheel. But this one seems a little bit more promising. There's a lot of stuff they didn't update. It's starting to, it's EA's fully taken over now. So now we're looking at it like back in the day. It's just gonna be okay. these, you know, recurring updates every year. Hopefully they add other things, but I will say this, they are adding precision steering. So look out for people like me and Sylvia Whip coming through because we're gonna be using the pad and the game is now optimized for pad users. So we might be able to catch up and actually be in the foray a little bit more. So God for the pad. Let's users. go. Let's go. And that's a big thing that Will has mentioned, like pad users. We got Wildcat coming in, but pad users. And a big shout out to Lucas Blightly. He also uh, is doing some big things with F122. And big shout out to Delta Zero Productions. My bro, Broken Hypocrite over there. Stinky, Justin, and Brian. Big shout out to them. They are doing some things. Uh, with F123, they're going to be coming out with. So I'm looking forward to them. Uh, let's go ahead and get Wildcat in here. What's going on, bro? Go ahead, pop off. What's going on? What's All the right, business? So, after things we've discovered off of beta testing the F123 and mm -hmm. changes that they've made in the game, I can confirm and I will say this higher gears are no longer going to be a thing. You want to race like you want to feel what, what the F1 drivers feel? You're going to be able to sling it out the corner in third gear full throttle and not have to worry about too much wheel spin as long as you smooth on that power. Okay. As far as that precision steering, precision steering definitely is going to be there. Okay. Now, contrary to popular belief, Will, remember I was the most seasoned pad player on the Grudge Race grid. 
There nice. ain't no tricks that y'all got that I won't be ready for. So you and Sylvia can come on and get some, but I'll be ready and waiting for you on that wheel. But I did, for about a couple hours, use the pad in the beta. And that okay. was actually an interesting feel, being back on a pad after being on a wheel for six months. <laughs> but there were some dynamic changes to the braking, the way it actually feels. The way it actually okay. feels, you can actually trail brake a lot smoother. Locking it up in corners is actually not as harsh oh. as what it used to be either. All right, bro. Make sure you come back with some. We got F-123 calling. I don't know if this is a random person or not, but it says, will it live up to the hype? F-123, come on in. You got your Wolfpack Effort Minute, man. F-1 Minute coming. Oh, what's going on, Racer X? Let's pop tall, man. A man, the, the most improved player right now. Go ahead, brother. You got your F-1 Minute. Let's pop off. All right, all right, all right. F-123, will it live up to the hype? They say it's going to be a lot smoother. Okay. The acceleration, the speed, the handling, it's going to be a lot much more easier to control the car. Okay. They can say that, but still at the end of the day, the most important thing it's going to come down to is the driver. Mm. They can say, oh, we hyped it up. You know, it's going to be a lot smoother, all that stuff. Like like um, Wildcat said, you know, he tested it and he said it's a lot smoother, the trail braking, everything else. That can always be a factor, but, you know, at, at the end of the day... You know, if you're driving it and it's not, you're feeling that same effect of F1 2022. Okay. What's the point of wasting your money and not getting an improvement? It's right. Like, it's like get. It's like you know, like uh, taking a dog turkey spray painting it gold and be like, hey, here you go. It's right, it, right, it's right. Gold, but it, it, it's crap. <laughs> but it, it's gold crap. But you know, right. it's gold, so you can have that. So it's just like. <laughs> And I've gotcha. seen the reviews. A lot of people say, you know, it's supposed to be better. So am I going to buy it? Probably. probably. <laughs> he says probably. And so, listen, we will be. Let me go ahead and cover this. So in Wolfpack, we are having an entire competition at the end of the Formula One season for Wolfpack family members, membership members only. If you've been a member of six months or longer. So you need to go ahead, sign up to the YouTube to be a member if you want in on this. All of this is going to come to the winner. Along the way, we will also have small prizes for other people who make wins. Uh, several members like Galacticus, uh, I believe OGZilla, and I want to say Mechanic. Some uh, other people have contributed other things that you will be able to get. Uh, Galacticus has contributed saying that he will give people Wolfpack swag. So we got honey buns. We got all types of things that have already, I already have the money for the honey buns. I'm just waiting till a closer date to buy. But yes, you will be able to win the Fanatec steering wheel, Fanatec base. It is PlayStation, Xbox, PC ready, and the Fanatec pedals. All of this stuff to the winner is going to be a 10 race series. We will have that depending on how many drivers we have entering into the competition will depend on how extensive we have to make those brackets. Either way it goes, each bracket or each section will be 10 races going into the final one where the final drivers that come out of those brackets will be able to compete for that. So don't miss it. Sign up, click join so you can be part of that. Even if that's the only thing you want to take a chance on trying to win is definitely worth it. Plus the discord group and all the good stuff. All right. So yes, people are wanting to know is F123 going to be better than F122? 
are we going to buy? Yes. And we will be running F-123 by the time this competition comes up. Right now, I think I have a date in mind where I'm going to say it's mandated if you're going to continue to participate with us and get more practice in with the fam that you have F-123. It's just inevitable. Everybody's going to move up and migrate over. They're going to support that more. So, yeah, we're going to move forward. So I think I have a date in mind where Formula One will go on quite an extensive break, which will give people a little bit of time to end that time also to purchase and see what's going on. Derwin Hill in the Super Chat says, hope there is a setting that forces drivers to drive from the cockpit of the car. That would, ooh, that would be solid. That view would be solid, Derwin. That is a nice suggestion. I would like to see that view. I would like to, I would, damn, that would be cool, man. That would be cool. See, these are things that I wonder if EA Sports are actually putting surveys out there to the masses, just not to a select group, because there are more ideas out there. Like, I've got an idea for iPhone. Who? How many people have two or more iPhones? I do. I have two or more iPhones, okay? And when I say, hey, Siri, the wrong, the wrong iPhone answers. See? Where would I like to go? That's not even the Siri I wanted right there. But the wrong Siri answers. I think iPhone should make it to where you can say, hey, Siri 1 or hey, Siri 2, so that you have one of the iPhones that will answer that you actually want to give a command prompt to. That's what I think. So I think EA Sports need to do a bit better job of putting surveys out there so that people can have more input on what the game needs. I know they probably do, but I don't think they're doing enough because if so, I don't think a lot. Now, there's a difference in a game glitch compared to options that are not available. Like for me not to have the available option to send a mass invite out so I can just invite everybody in my friends list, that's not a glitch. That's something that you haven't put into the game, okay? Like Derwin said, a view, that's not a glitch. That's something you haven't put into the game. These are things that they should consider. So, yeah, we will see <clears throat> what's going to happen with that. And um, Wildcat says a new member added the Wildcat, Wildcat Racing F1 Team League Racing and other game changes. Okay, let's go. Let's see what Wildcat's got before we move off this segment. All right, my brother, you got your F1 Minute. Pop off. All right. So uh, the newest member added to the Wildcat Racing F1 Team signed a contract with Mary Beanie for the role of race engineer. This has now been a deal that was set in motion about a month ago. It is none other than our own Wolfpack family member, Will. Oh. Who has been running race engineer for me during my leagues when he has been available. And when I say he has been instrumental in learning how to learning how to get through those tabs and figuring out the data and giving me the information I needed when I needed it on track has made things night and day different when it when being able to actually just focus on just the driving and right. less the other info so moving forward with that i set out when i was at p9 in the standings in league i finished my league in p6 tied for p6 we finished p4 in the constructors barely missing out on p3 by two points so i tipped my hat to will for helping me be able to tote my tote the weight of my team and get that move up happen now other changes in the game yeah. That engine noise, it's not that monotone, the same, all the cars sound dang near the same anymore. You're going to know Red Bull from Red, you're going to know the Honda power units. You're going to hear the difference in the Alpine units. You're going to hear okay. the difference in the Mercedes and the Ferrari. They're not all just so close together. One generic engine more, sound for all cars. Yeah, it sounds more real life. Gotcha. So that's going to be a, uh, that's a big plus for me because that's going to be more 
add to the more immersive effect when you're actually in the game driving. So right, looking right. forward to that. Big shout out, right? And that 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 is something good, right? Because I've been to the track and I've heard these cars sound distinctly different. They all have a signature sound, a peak. Uh, a tone mercedes you can hear it you can tell a mercedes coming down the main straight without even without even opening your eyes you could tell the red bull there are some cars that sound similar but they all have a different tone turbo all of that stuff so to add that in the game is another part of of detail that is something that the players the end users like us can appreciate Right. All of those details matter. So I wonder if they're going to start doing things like this, though. Are they going to start having where they're going to put in just like this season? Ferrari are having tire wear issues. Right. So maybe they add that in and then you have to figure a way or a configuration out in order to resolve that problem. Are they going to start doing that? But, hey, I just you know, there are some things that they could do and they definitely need to improve up on the game. And and will is coming in will oh y'all hot y'all hot today damn y'all are hot today y'all ain't playing no games today let me bring will he says wildcat f1 team principal press conference let's go what's going on will what's, what's going on bro what's going on man heard you got contracts out here and shit bro what's up so i wanted to just uh follow up on i know that the uh the owner of wildcat f1 and the, the owner driver of wildcat f1 just came out and released the statement that I was signed on as the race engineer. So I wanted to just say that I'm thankful for the team for signing me on. And okay. we had a real successful season. We were able to move up through the ranks. Uh, I wasn't able, always able to be there. I was off doing some things with a uh, sailboat team sometimes. And so I was able to get pulled in with some of the aero and some of the things that I learned out there on the high seas. And okay. so we were able to bring the team up throughout the ranks and work in team telemetry and things like that okay. to watch all of the race data and make sure that I can keep them in front of the grid. So we'll make sure that in the 23 season, we'll push harder and we'll make sure we'll get to the front of the pack. We'll go from P6, we're aiming for top of the podium. We'll get to like maybe P3, P2, maybe even P1 on the constructors. We'll see how it goes. Also, F123, if people don't wanna spend 70, 80, 100 bucks on the game, you can also just subscribe to EA Play, EA Play Pro, and you can still get access to the game that way. I wasn't going to pay again this time just because of how bad 22 was. So I already have a subscription, and I pay monthly for all the EA games. And you can do it that way also if you want to get in on the action. And how much is Not that subscription? Uh, I think it's like $14.99. It's somewhere around okay. like $14.99 USD. So however that translates to euros or anything like that, I think it's like $14.99 USD. But all right. then that way you can at least get in and see if you like it or not. I think they have sometimes like uh, trial periods where you can try it out and things like Correct. that. So I don't know how that works on the consoles, but um, I know on the PC you can do that. All right. Big shout out. We'll drop us some gems right there to help you all save some money. That's like that gonna help you save in your pocket also give you an opportunity i know some people may look at subscription like i don't know if i want to commit and then is there anything else i want i'm the type of person like i'm just going to go ahead and buy f123 and it is going to be what it is but remember you do need the uh players pass so that you can play online so they've always they've already got things where they're just going to hook us in and just going to keep hooking us in and, and find a way to extract more money from you anyway so just consider that so as we move on to our next segment we're going to be talking about lewis we don't have no race wins yet. Lewis has no race win yet. Is it coming? There is so much talk right now going into Canada, going into the Canadian GP, where Lewis, I believe 2007, clinched pole position, his first, and converted into a race win. 
Now people are feeling like, and even Bryson and I talked about this, people are feeling like, is the place going to be Canada for Lewis to capture that race win? And be mindful that if Lewis does capture a race win in Canada, he will be the first driver north of 300 Grand Prix in his career to add a race win. And if he does get that race win, how many more will follow? How many more race wins will follow? Because that will be definitely a clue that Mercedes, although being on the wrong path for so damn long, blistered up in thorn feet, dry and dehydrated, they finally switched around, fell into a puddle of water, got a, got a little bit up and finally made it on their way, walking a little bit faster. But is it going to be track specific? Is the success or the progress that we witnessed is it track specific? That's what we want to know. Is it going to be left in Spain or is it something that's going to continue through Canada, Austria and the rest of the calendar season? We are going to see Mercedes progress. Now, we're already given and we a lot of us have already given Mercedes props for being a team that can develop during the course of a season. They've shown us that. But what we all and I mean, we all I mean, everybody who is a fan of Formula One, who is a fan of competition, what we're wanting to see is can they develop enough to where they can be competitive and rival Red Bull? That's the big question to answer, right? And if Lewis and D gets a race win, even if it's Russell that gets a race win in Canada, that will speak volumes, volumes in a multitude of different ways. One, the slim down side pod indeed was something of a challenge that you were not going to get a handle on right away and you need to find out more about it before you ever go back two you finally admitted you're wrong you admitted your errors you made a change and it takes a big person to do that three now you're giving your drivers a chance to do what they can do and that's performing in machinery that will enable their talent skills and ability okay because let's just be real it's not Max Verstappen alone running out there, putting all this gap on the field. It's the RB19 that is enabling Max Verstappen to do so. It's not saying Max Verstappen is a bad driver enhanced with a great car. It's saying that Max Verstappen, a good driver in a great car, can do great things. Lewis Hamilton has proven to you all that he can do the same. All right. So where this notion comes in that he cannot and is only the car is not true in any driver in any spectrum. It is a combination of the three, the driver, the team and the car. But is Canada the place where Lewis can maximize and can Mercedes man manage to do some updates that will prove to be upgrades in order to give them that opportunity? Is this whole situation a fairy tale? Are people still holding on because it's been such a drought? And although not the longest drought in Formula One, Alonso's, although his career is the longest and they keep talking about that, they also should talk about the drought Alonso has went through with not having race wins and our championships because that's a very long drought indeed. OK, so is it this euphoria and this this fantasy that people feel like, you know what, this is a place that was great for Lewis. Lewis accomplished his pole position, his race win, and he did so many good things, and this is where it happened, and this is where it could happen again, and it would be a great story. It would be a great story if that did happen, and indeed. Not for it, just people that are Lewis and Mercedes fans, but for the, for the sport, period. But is this just something that we are clinging on to in order to have something to feel good about that is fictitious? It hasn't happened yet. It, it, it needs to happen first. Uno, Lewis time will come as long as the team got his back. I'm bringing Uno in for it. It's like that. 
Let's go, bro. You got your F1 minute. Uno, pop off, bro. Yeah. Can you hear me well? I can. I got you. You lie. Right. Thanks for that because I, what you just say is correct. And I, and I can see so much being said about like Judge 13, the old saying about Luis is defeated and stuff of not the car being backing him up, etc., etc. But what I just said, what you just read out, the team needs to keep backing Lewis. And the team needs to be, you know, there for him because he absolutely has made not only just six wins and made him get the, the eighth, oh no, six out of eight world championship, you know, construction wins. This guy is definitely wanting to keep going until it is time for him to step off. Right, mm -hmm. he doesn't need to have people telling him, "Oh, get, like what I just saw said about him and Max must step off, retire." Why tell them two guys who, who love to race and love to compete? That's right. their decision, not anyone else's. Right. right, and stop these press coming up with all these shenanigan bullshit of spreading all gossip to try and you know make Lewis look like he's actually had enough. Lewis knows when his time is up. And that's when he's ready right. to decide to back off, not give in. Facts. Big facts, bro. Big shout out for that. And, and Uno brings up a very good point, right? And, and I'm going to tell you, it's a double standard out here, a very big double standard, okay? That people are so ready to see Lewis Hamilton go because they don't want him to have an opportunity to win, all right? I'm just going to be real with you all, whether you want to hear it or not. Max at times has been categorized as the great white hope. There's a notion out there that the sport indeed want to back Max Verstappen because they want a particular face to stand at the top of motorsports. And even if it is not the organization of Formula One, if you want to say that, there are a mass of people that don't like the image of Lewis Hamilton representing what it is to be at the top of the sport and to hold as many records as he has, as many championships as he has, and they want that change. They want something that they can easily identify with. That's a problem. Lewis is not ready to retire. And if he was ready to be retired without him even saying it, we would see him in a slump. But how can you say that when he still is outperforming majority of the grid, even in a subpar car? Come on, y'all. Y'all got to stop with the shenanigans. Kenny B is coming in hot. Let's go, Kenny B. Come on, my brother. You got your F1 minute, bro. Pop off. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing good, brother, man. How about yourself? Not bad, not bad. First things first. Um, Lewis is not going to leave the sport after that in his mouth still in the world championship but more importantly max won't stick around long enough to beat any of, any of this uh subscription can it be remixing right there well, he, Sorry, he, got, he, he up there but, remixing uh, like a dj I can move the phone. go ahead but more importantly is which teams have enough money since Monica? That's the real question. Because everybody wants to catch up with Red Bull. And the only way you're going to do it is to find out the secrets to the floor. Now, you also need to have solved the problems with the suspension, which Mercedes has been working, focusing their attention on. But still, everyone's going to have to change the floor now that they've learned what Red Bull have been doing. That's the real question. Who's got the money? Mm. I'm gonna tell you what, Kenny B. We about to see who got the money, and better than that, we are gonna see who went over the money, <laughs> who who spent too much money. We gonna see that as well. Kenny B. Coming with some big facts right there. Big shout out to him. So yeah, that 
we did see this, right? We, everybody wanted a lot of people. Monaco was a floor display. Uh, Spider R35 says this new rear suspension is supposed to be a huge upgrade. My bold prediction is Lewis will win in Silverstone. Oh, Forza Merc. Spider R35 says his big prediction is they will win in Silverstone. Now, there's another uh, nice euphoria for you winning at your home GP. But yeah, like Kennedy said, there's going to be there's going to be quite a bit. Now, we saw uh, the, the Williams floor, and it was plain Jane. It's not to say that plain Jane doesn't work, right? I, and at the same time, we kind of got to look and see where Williams has, has been, how, how great they were at one point of time in history, and how low they've been not so much long ago recently, and how they're kind of seeming like they're going to stop a decline and maybe kind of start managing and being able to come up. So is it so bad that we see the Williams floor and it's plain Jane? Maybe they're like, listen, right now we have so many other things, so many other fires that we need to put out so that we can start rebuilding. An upton of money in the floor right now when we're not even ready to be that competitive. Maybe we just need to stick with something simple, with a variable that we don't have to worry so much about and start building from there. And maybe that's something they're doing. All right. So I don't fault Williams. OK, I don't fault Williams with the plain Jane floor, although it, it didn't look great. You know, it, it looked, it looked, it, I wouldn't picked it. OK, <laughs> but I will say that Mercedes, Ferrari, Alpine, even McLaren. I think there are some notes that you should take from the RB19 floor designed by Adrian Newey and that engineering team over there at Red Bull. 083 says, what's up, my Wolfpack fan? What's up to you? An official Lauren is coming in hot. She says Ferrari hunger. Nah, EA Games, no comment. Lewis is always living rent-free. And whose head? I'm going to let her tell you who. What's going on, <laughs> Lauren? Official. Pop off. <laughs> hey. Uh, thanks again for having me. Um, yeah, so the let me just pull up my notes so i can try and keep to this minute um so my thoughts i kind of had it took time france um with the nascar entry into le mans you could hear that passion so even though they didn't like um they didn't have all of the technical background the history or the history of wins or you know maybe the result they wanted there was such a hunger and a passion, and I think you pointed out something really um, excellent when it came to what uh, is lacking in Ferrari, which is that hunger, the humility that brings the hunger that makes you innovate, that makes you say, all right, like right, let's, let's not take for granted our position. And it's one of the things that I think also, if I skip over EA and go straight to Mercedes, is something that in previous seasons we witnessed from Mercedes, this lack of kind of saying just because we're at the top you know we don't have to make changes or or consider you know being better like we always have to improve that makes such a big difference and um you know i don't necessarily think ferrari has that kind of hunger and passion i feel like there's almost this like laissez-faire dolce vita energy yeah right lauren don't let this be your last time doing this episode you come back all right you come back okay <laughs> uh, and, and she makes a very good point on top of my point complacent like they get complacent like these teams do so great and big shout out for 083 for the what's up wolfpack fan blue diva coming in hot said keep an eye out for all the red bull pr spin coming you know that's coming but official lauren brings a big point like they have this this sense that we're unstoppable and i'm gonna be very honest and fair all right i'm just calling the spade a spade i think mercedes had that 
due to so much success, some point in time, everything that Mercedes was developing was was becoming an update that converted into an upgrade so much to the point that teams were putting out appeals and petitions against their updates that became upgrades, calling them unfair. They were able to develop things that made the rest of the field jealous because they didn't think about these concepts. And then I believe coming into the side pod, they said, you know what? We're going to do a big splash on them. And they didn't. They you ever seen that don't do drugs commercial it was way back. I've seen it. The the lady or the person jumps off a diving board and then you see the pool ain't got no water in it. All right, the one where they crack the egg and this is your brain on drugs, drop it in the frying pan and just frying. That's your brain on drugs. Mercedes did that. And they and they they hindered themselves thinking that we can do it. And even if it comes out in this new, we're going to make it great. And they weren't able to do it. And they stayed stuck in their ways like many times we've seen them stay stuck to strategies that are not working. And you refuse to change in real time. You're refusing to change in real time because you believe that you can overcome everything by just running through a brick wall and it wasn't going to happen. You need to change the tires. Your pit crew needs to get more practice. They suck. They suck at times. I'm just being real, Mercedes. They suck in comparison to what you were supposed to do and what you were supposed to be. Will is coming in. There we go. Sir Lewis Hamilton in Canada. Let's pop off, Will. You got your F1 minute again, my brother. Let's make it happen. All right. So those PSAs from the 80s, you just really took you took it back right there. It really made me think about those, those things they used to play all the time. Every one that you said, I remember all those. The, the guy that looked like a snake, the the the, the eggs, the Pee Wee Herman had one. It was a bunch of them. Yeah. It was a bunch of them. <laughs> um, Canada. This is one of the hunting grounds. You know, other than mm. Silverstone and the Hungaro Ring. I mean, he's got seven win series tied with Schumacher for wins right. at Canada. Um, so if he does pull that off within by the end of his career, he'll be the you know the the uh, title holder there for most wins at Canada. Um, mm -hmm. I think the other thing, as far as Canada goes, there's so many memories, too, of, of Lewis racing there. It's his first race win back in 2007. Paul You've got the, I think it was 2019, when he had the little uh, come together with Vettel as he came around. I think it was like turn yeah. four, he came around and came on the track and then squeezed him and then got a five-second penalty at the end of the race. Vettel had to show his frustration by taking the, the podium placard and moving the car from, moving it from in front of Lewis's car right. in front of his. He still thought he was first place. There's so many memories, you know, this long and storied career of his. And I just feel like Canada, again, is one of those places where when we watch, like with Spain, like with Hungary, a lot of different tracks, we just, we're ready to just watch to see him put that brilliance, that magic that he always does. That is true. Matter of fact, Will, what it do? I'm about to mention some things for you to like. Let's 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 think about this because Will brings up another good point. There's so many things there. We just want to know: Is this Canadian GP going to top and become one of those memories? Now, do you all remember press conference, Alonzo, Mister Smug himself? Do you have any advice for Lewis? Uh, no, not really. Just um, don't be so aggressive and. When you see me, let me through. That's the type of shit Alonzo was saying. Big shout out to Z83 Mercedes guy high on their own supply of success. Man, if Nicky were here, he would have stopped Mercedes from getting high on their own success. I'm telling you, Nino Brown, G Money, you know the rules. Don't get high off your own supply, man. And G Money messed up. But yeah, so when you think about that, and I'm about to bring Kenny B into He says Lewis was never leaving Merck. I'm about to bring him in on that point because I know that's going to be hot. So let me say this. But remember Alonzo. Don't get aggressive and let me through. Do you remember what happened to Alonzo on that first lap? 
There wasn't no need to let him through because he went off track. He went off track. On top of that, he entered pit lane when it was closed and called a penalty. And then he went off track again. I'm looking to see can Alonzo do better in Canada than that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to look to see. Kenny B, I'm bringing you in. He's coming in hot. Let's see what Kenny B got to say. Hey, uh, those guys just brought me back to something. All the talk about Lewis talking to Ferrari and taking the coffee from there. That was never even a question. Mm. There was never any reason to consider going to Ferrari because Ferrari is dysfunctional. They have a situation where the CEOs and the president mm -hmm. down and they choose to get rid of people when they don't like what's going on and they have a lot of press to get involved and all this and all of that. Right. More importantly, and if you check the podcast, podcast called, uh, and this is some of the stories, uh, uh, um, You'll hear some of the stories about some of the English aerodynamicists that went to Ferrari back in the 80s and the 90s because Ferrari only cared about engines. So, yeah, they got a steep history in F1 and racing and all this and all that. But all they, they thought that engines were everything until they kept getting beat by the English and they realized aerodynamics is just as important, if not more. So when you go from a culture like that to where they are now, how do you get them to change their ways? It just doesn't happen overnight. True. Dang, that's a very good point, man. Creatures of habit. That's a very good point. Man, Kenny B be coming in hot, my brother. That's what I'm talking about. DG Big Blue says, Wolfpack, teams are innovating. They are copying each other. Mercedes are innovators. Always go Navy. Oorah! That's what I'm saying. Go Navy. Always ready. That's a big fact. So, yeah, I mean, teams are innovative. Mercedes is innovative, but teams are copying each other. And we heard uh, Jeff tell us this, right? Copying everybody. Now, I will say that, indeed, Adrian Newey with Red Bull is on the lead with that floor and them kicks. I think they innovative in that area. But majority of the time, that is what you see. You know, Aston Martin is real big for it. Think about how many think about how many different names of puns you've seen. The pink Mercedes, Tracing Point, the Green Bull, like come on, the white Ferrari. DG got a point, and that's a fact. And then another thing is I, I just gotta bring this up. I just gotta say, I gotta say this because I've heard it, it seems that a lot of a wave of hate comes in anytime Lewis seems like he's on an upward trajectory. I think people are scared of that. Certain people. Are scared of that and it just seemed like after lewis and russell in this new w14b seems like oh is mercedes about to do something it just seemed like another wave of hate was coming so let me say this to all the people that say lewis hamilton is only great because of the car lewis hamilton never had no real competition or he failed to his teammate do y'all realize that this man while he's doing this as a rookie He's sitting and competing with a two-time champion in Alonzo, which many of you have said is great. That's who his teammate was. I just got to ask you, what championship teammate has Max Verstappen competed against in the garage, in another car, in the same team next to him? Name him. Who's the champion, who's the champion that Max Verstappen has competed against? Because Lewis was running against Alonzo. Lewis had Valtteri. Lewis was running against some monsters out there on the grid, including Max Verstappen. What teammate 
can you point out to me that was as good or as accomplished as Alonzo and Valtteri that Max Verstappen has had to deal with in his team? So when you get ready to say things like that, check yourself, don't wreck yourself, and that is what I'm saying. Don't do it to yourself. Don't triple crash. Lauren, I'm bringing you in hot. Lewis is rent-free and politics. Let's go, Lauren. That's why. Ooh, we about to get spicy. You, you're making so many good points. Sorry, let me hold this. You're making Let's so many go. good points, and I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, uh, Will made a really good point as well. I, with Lewis, I will never count him out as far as um, can he make anything when there's an upgrade because I think of the fact that it was three wheels over the line. I think of Brazil. I think of last to first. He can pull things out of what seems like thin air or crappy quality. Um, and as far as rent free, it's exactly what you're talking about with the politics. And I think Kenny referenced it as well, where it's just like, there's so many egos and everyone has a little bit of success and then they think they're right and they refuse to change and adapt. But when you look at, you know, what it actually takes to win, Lewis exemplifies that. That's why I say it's always silly season because it doesn't matter if it's the end of the year and it's contract time. You cannot find pretty much anywhere aside from channels like yourself and maybe one or two, a handful of others, where the discussion is going to be about something substantive. It's always somebody asking Lewis to be less. It's like when they ask Megan, be 50% of yourself. You know, it's, it's this thing of, you know, when you are a person who identifies as being of color or however you want to identify it, right. diasporan, whatever, you're galvanized. you got to be great. got to be great. You got to be great. Got to be great. And what, and what Lauren is speaking to is the fact that there's a standard where you got to be 10 times as great just to get the same amount of respect. That's crazy. That's crazy. Lauren be cooking when she come on the show. She needs to start doing her her views from the kitchen because she be on that pot in the stove like, yeah, let me tell you this. Let me tell you that. Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Pow, voila, magic. That's what she be doing up here. Will be cooking. Kenny B definitely on here cooking. He definitely on here cooking today. And that's and that's true. So, I'm, I mean, the continuating point goes on to say, how can y'all discount the man? He's not washed. He's not used up. Could he get a win? Possibly. He's got good pace there. I'm, I'm going to be realistic. I think Mercedes still have a bit more of progress and updates to make before we see that. But still, the, the other point is they've had some time. And can they and have they developed through these next these last couple of weeks to where we see it manifest itself in Canada? That also could be true. Phoenix Black, big shout out for the super sticker, bro. That also could be true. Mercedes have proved to the entire Formula One world that they are the best team at developing in real time throughout the course of a season to make progress. The question is, can they develop enough to really rival Red Bull? And they have a distance to travel before that happens, although we're seeing some good ingredients. Kenny B says, no one knows what Lewis is doing with new cars. Oh, shit. Kenny B, I'm going to let him explain that. Hell yeah, come on in, buddy. Come on in, Kenny B. Tell us what yeah. you mean by that, my brother. People have no clue what Lewis was doing last year and thought he actually got beat by his teammate. Lewis did everything he could, just like he does every other season. He's a slow starter because he is testing the, the extremes of the car and what he can do with the setup of the car to make it work properly through all the rest of the races. And that's why he comes on strong in the second half of the year. People think that he's actually screwing up and he's soft in the beginning, beginning of the year. He's not. He's 
dedicated to exactly what he's doing. The other thing is, Adrian Newey is a genius because he went through this part of aerodynamics with the um, with the floors and stuff like that back in the 80s. So he knew some of the things that were going to pop up and Adrian Newey just improves on his designs each year. He doesn't really take anything away. He just keeps making it better and better and better every year. So as far as Lewis versus Max having competitors on their own teams, they will never put a serious competitor on Red Bull's team to compete against Max Verstappen. He'll never have that. So that's number one. He's got the best aerodynamics. Number two. And then number, number three, Mercedes had a serious flaw when they allowed Mike Elliott to design last year's car. And it wasn't it, it wasn't a mistake that they intended to make. The guy he replaced, who's now back, had some personal issues in his life. And now we're starting to see those changes, those improvements back. He is almost, he's like number two or three as an aerodynamicist. So when it comes to car designs, he's, you know, they're going to be there. So next year, by the end of the year, they're going to have the floor for problems fixed, and they're going to be back. That's what I'm saying, that timeline, Kenny B, and I think you're right. We, I think we talked about this last time, and I think my thing was I think 25 is that target, but don't count 24 out. Spider R35 says Alonzo was a champion and a fresh uh, to F1 Lewis beat him. Facts, Lewis beat him then and on. I think the following year, Alonzo was fifth. Lewis was up there at number two. And, and don't forget that year that Lewis captured this pole position and the win in Canada in the driver's championship standing off by one point. Alonzo also tied, I think it was 109 to 110. Kimmy won that, but one point. And don't forget the things that took place in that season. That season where Lewis Lightweight could have been a champion right off the back off of going into that. So just, just think about that. Lewis beat him. Lewis versus Seb 2017 and 2018 was a battle all season. Max is horrible at wheel-to-wheel -wheel battles and have had no competition for almost two years now. Spider R35 is not lying to y'all. That, that's a fact. He And I will say this. I will say this because I know people are like, oh, he's not. I think we've heard enough legitimate criticism about Max's ability to perform will to will. And even Bryce said as much like leave space, right? Leave space so we can see the competitive driving. Instead, and, and Bryson didn't want to say bully, but I'm going to say it. Max is a track bully. He's going to put you into a situation that is going to force you to either risk your race, damaging your car, or give it up. And right now he's finding out if he's going next to Russell, Russell's not going back out, and Max, you're going to have to decide what you want to do because Russell's proven time and time that I ain't backing out, and I hope he stays that way. And if this car gets competitive to that point, I want to see what's going on. So we got Uno. We got Wildcat coming up next. Let's go, Wildcat. What's going on, brother? You got your F1 minute. Then we got Uno coming up. Pop off, bro. All right. So you read into something, found this out, and this was interesting a lot night to see pop up on youtube but apparently yeah. max said he's bored he ain't got nobody to challenge him he wants a challenge so now with in relation to canada and the reason i say this is the weakness of the w14 even with the b spec is okay. slow speed corners 
they can't get that they can't get that that hard acceleration like the RB19 is hitting coming out of slow slow speed corners because of the balance of the car. Mm. But what we saw in Spain, that's a lot of medium speed and of course that long the long main straight, that's a lot of medium speed corners chained together. So, you know, W14 was doing what it's doing what it do. Now, you look at W14B spec in Monaco. That's slow mm-hmm. speed corners, and look what Lewis was doing. He was putting, he was wringing Ocon's neck to try and get P3 out of Ocon. So clearly, they got that that slow speed corner problem solved. Canada has slow speed corners, medium speed corners, and then of course that long back straight. Now, if they wow. change the DRS zone on that long back straight, then that might be something. But again, that might not be. But I believe with Merck bringing this rear suspension. They're going to definitely be in that fight. And if Lewis pushes this car to the absolute limit and drives the wheels off of it, come Sunday, it's game over. Max, your ass is going to be grass the rest of this season because Lewis and Russell going to torch you. Damn. And uh, I'm going to just say give him one of these. It's like that. It's like that. Like, that Wildcat popped off on that one, and that's how a lot of people feeling. But Max saying he wants some competition. Uh, I just got to say, before I bring Uno in here, Max ain't do so great with competition. Like, he mentally, you know, was crying a lot. Big shout-out to official Lauren Brown dropping the super thumbs up in the chat. Big shout-out. And here we go. Uno coming in hot. Let's get it, my brother. Let's go ahead. Take your F for a minute. I love this show. This is what I'm talking about, that participation. Let's go. Let's go, <laughs> yeah. bro. What's up? What's up? Uh, I just love what Kenny said. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I love what you did. also speculate on it, too. Lewis has actually pushed the car to the limits. Lewis can always get that car working to the best, right? The only thing I, I, I agree with Wildcat said of the slow speed corners, nah, they actually got the slow speed corners. The only thing they need to do is get more pace and more balance. Because if you look carefully back on the w, W11, they, they had it to the T. Every time they take a corner, like turn 13, you notice how much that car stick like glue. It stick like a scale electric track. It went perfect on the track. That even now, you got Chris, or should I say Jack Horner, sticking something in a pie and pull out whatever plum, going on crying that, oh yeah, they, they cheated. They come up with something that didn't suit the car. It should never be on the car. Blah, blah, blah. What happened? Now they got their fastest car. Does anyone say about Red Bull? No, because you know why? They got the stewards all hush, hush, quiet. Don't say a word. Just enjoy the race. But when it comes down to Mercedes, you can hear that like your your horn kicked off when it's coming down to time running out. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, dropping the boy. He said it's coming. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. Big shout out. So, yes, listen, this weekend, Canada. We're going to be here. Quality kickback. The trivia games will be going on. Come round. Have your opportunity to win a $50 or $25 gift card. Come challenge Will, Freak Dogs, Flair, and Paul, which have been several wins right now in the kickback quality trivia. Wildcat is close to getting his first win. Mary Beanie's kicking in. Sylvia Wick's kicking in. Many of you all are getting in. It's going to be a good time, all right? Also, we have a new VIP member that we will be presenting. That box will be up here by this weekend for that VIP member, as well as Wolfpack membership. T-shirts are going out. If you have a green badge, in the chat like blue diva like sylvia wick kelly like galacticus you need to get into the discord dm me and i will ship your shirt out in your dedicated members bag like so many other members have gotten and with that let's bring us on to the next segment because we could probably spend a long time on that segment because there's a lot of things we can go over when it comes to canada but checko struggles after wins did you all hear what christian horner said 
Did y'all hear what this man said? If you didn't hear it, let me tell you what he said. All right, let me tell you. Let me rattle off one before I let that. Let me, a few. Christian Horner says that he believes Max Verstappen's increased lead in the driver's standing should take pressure off Perez, whose strong start to the season was dented by successful compromise weekends in Monaco and Spain. So it sounds like to me now that I mean, this is how it could sound to people, maybe not like to me. It could sound like to people that now that we've enabled this separation, this division between the drivers so that there is no misunderstanding about who our number one driver and champion will be and reigning champion will be, because that's the best bet we got to try to dethrone the record of Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher, which people tend to forget sometimes. It will not be Checo, and now that we have a good gap in there, Checo, you can drive. You can be competitive now. You can, uh, you know, take that pressure off. There's no more concern about that. You're not even close. We're not going to let you get close. I think you understand now. Now you can race free of any worry because you're not going to be a driver's championship within the Red Bull team. Or maybe they're just saying Perez is has a problem where he gets in his own way and he becomes a problematic driver and therefore he risks and puts a dent in his own driver's championship campaign. And now that he's done so to the point where the gap between him and Max Verstappen is such great that he might not be able to recapture that, he could just let that go and just be the driver that he can be. I don't know. How do you all take that? How do you all take Christian Horner saying something like that? All right, because Canada and big shout out to Prince Antonio says, I will be in Montreal GP. I rep Wolfpack. Big shout out. Prince Antonio, I'm telling you, big shout out. Hit that Wolfpack purple swag. Hopefully we can get you that in time and you can go ahead and rep that in the spot to be. All right. But Prince Antonio, I will be in Montreal. He going to be there. Imagine if you're there. Imagine that, Antonio, if you're there and Lewis gets his race win. I was almost there last season in Coda. Lewis, for a glimpse, was looking like in some of those final laps, like he might be able to get that race win. It would have been crazy epic for me to be there in 2022 at Coda, the Texas GP, and Lewis Hamilton captured that race win, but it only took a few more laps. And that RB18 was just too damn fast. And, yeah, he called him, and that's what happened. I mean, I've seen it happen, and every time it came down straight. Uno says, rumors been going around that Checo might be sacked. Not so in hogwash. I like that. Let's go, Uno. You got the mic, bro. Take off. Thank you very much. Because at the moment, I just saw that, too, and it was saying about how Checo was absolutely lacking, messing up. And because of the qualification that he did um, on Spain, he didn't get to actually get his points or get into the top 10. But that guy can drive, man. So Facts. back off. Leave him alone. Let the guy concentrate. And another thing was also said that he should back off and concentrate on more of his race than actually trying to beat Max. That's mm. not too right? That's like you making the guy lose confidence in himself and coming like a wingman again. Checo is there to race, and Checo wants to win. Checo wants to be a champion, just like Max. But he doesn't right. want to be like a second best. He wants to be the best, right? Mm. So Helmut Marco speculated the hogwash, as I said in that type, to squash the rumors that Checo is not getting sacked. He's still going to do what he's got to do. But mainly as a point of view, he should concentrate on himself and just, you know what, do the best he can. Bullshit. Don't tell a man to ever change his habits, change his ways. You're like telling a man to go and change his clothes when the guy look good. 
right? That's a load of crap. So leave the man alone. Let him do his own thing. Because he can carry the style and he can carry that weight. Mmm, dropping on. Dropping on. So what, 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 do rest, what do the rest of you all think? Do the rest of you all think that, uh, is it Checo? Is he in his own way? Or do you think, uh, you know, Red Bull play a part in that? And that maybe Red Bull have not given Perez the same type of support that they've given Max, right? It's not saying that Checo is better than Max or vice versa, but it's saying that is Red Bull giving both drivers adequate and equal care as far as their racing style and their opportunities go you know a coach uh was uh what's his, what's coach name pittsburgh steelers damn uh, his name slips me like that i know it any other time talking about football and i'd have it but he says i don't treat you all the same but i treat you fair okay and that's that's true you know, i can't treat everybody the same but you can treat everybody fair wildcat says the street king and mexican minister of defense as I call him, M-O-D. Let's go. All right, so. Hey, man, before I give you your F1 minute, man, you got to. Well, the, the Pittsburgh coach name evades me. What's his Mike name? Tomlin. Man? Tomlin. Thank you. Jeez. All right, you got your F1 minute. Man, Thank you, brother. brother. Thank you. All right, so, Checo, you think after, you know, your teammate did you a solid in AD21 and pretty much helped you set up and stage you winning a championship that rightfully wasn't even yours and showing every last ounce of defense he got and why he is the minister of defense and living up to that name and backing up lewis hamilton to get close so you could actually have a chance and you still got gapped by 14 seconds you think you would actually help your teammate out no checo honestly he's in his head he needs to let it go. Okay. He is acting like Nico did them first two seasons dealing with Lewis. The man probably Ooh. about to have to enter therapy every race just to handle dealing with being alongside Max. If he gets Damn. that, if he lets go of that and he just runs his race, there ain't no reason why Checo can't school Max on a regular basis. But he mm. needs to stop trying to live up to that hype. Red Bull is not going to help you. You have to get in that car and do what it does and let the dog eat. The same way mm. Max do. Put it balls to the wall on the limit and stay there, just like Leclerc on a on a damn hot lap. Mmm, damn, yeah. Put the balls to the wall. Just don't let Lando uh, ball check you. Definitely. Kenny B coming in says Checo is a good driver. Let's go, Kenny B. Get these people something. To let get them some evidence. Tell us about Checo. Go ahead, brother. Look, I gotta drop some serious knowledge on you. Okay. Let's go. When Ricardo was talking about leaving Red Bull, or thinking about it. He okay. went to Lewis and asked him what he thought. And Lewis told him, don't burn your bridges, man, because you, you never know where you have to end up. And what they found out, what he found out was not every team can make a car driver. A car that is good on the front end with top drivers who can handle it, who can handle slipping out on them every now and then the fastest guys on the track the engineers know what they're looking for in driving style from the drivers who can handle that because those are going to be the fastest laps that's why max and red bull well i'll say max and adrian Newey was a good match because max loves driving a car on the front end he can deal with the rear end slip to a certain extent and that's why he's so fast 
that and the vortexes that they're putting on the floor with the Venturi tunnels, those are really giving them a lot more downforce, which gives them better control when they're coming out of the corners and acceleration. Big true. Kenny B cooking today. Chef Kenny B, Chef Lauren. I'm going to call Chef Ramsey on y'all. Y'all need to be on the damn cooking show, man. Uh, Prince Antonio says, if Lewis wins, I'll go mental. I don't doubt it, man. That's going to be an epic. That place is... That place will erupt. Canada, we you will if you were if the the satellites in space will see a bloom of light from Canada if Lewis wins there. It's going to erupt. The internet will probably break if Lewis wins in Canada, W14B this season after only two races of the update coming. Come on now. Come on, you know it's going to erupt. Come on, whether you like them or you hate them, you're going to have some type of reaction about that. Definitely. All right, who we got? Wildcat says, what do Checo and Lewis have that Max does? Oh, man, I'm about to bring I'm about to bring you in. I'm about to bring you in. Hold on, brother. I can, I'm going to answer the first part of that question. So your question was, what does Lewis or Checo have that Max doesn't? I know one thing that Lewis has that Max doesn't. Five more damn championships and a shit ton of more damn records. How about that? Let's go. You got your F1 minute, bro. Go ahead. All right. So when I say when I ask that question, everybody say, oh, Max is great. Max is this. Max is that. But, you know, let's look at the machinery that this man is also given. And the reason I say this, there's one particular thing that Sergio, (laughs) at least in my time, in my lifetime that I've seen, Sergio and Lewis are the only two to ever do it. In a, under a race under a race weekend and under race conditions, they both were at the back of the grid and came from the back to win. Hmm. Has Max done that? No, he has not. The farthest back that man has ever started to come back to win was last year at Spa in P14, and he was already up over. He was already up what eight spots in the first yeah. two laps. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Lewis was in the W12, not the W11 came back from p20 and all the way up through the weekend in brazil mm-hmm. checo 2020 sakia grand prix <laughs> russell should have had that race one sign sealed delivered first time in a, first time feeling out a mercedes he fucked that up but checo came from the back in the pink mercedes <laughs> and wins the race so max are you really that great i want to mm. know can Max mm. pull, can Max come from the back of the grid and win in the RB19? I don't think so. Why? Because I don't think George, I don't think Ocon, Gasly, I don't think a lot of these drivers are going to actually just yield to Max and bend over and just say, you know what, go on by, brother. Nah, they're going to make him work for that, work for coming through the back of the grid. Nah, it ain't going to work that mm. way. Checo, he racecrafted his way up to P4 in, in Spain. Lewis. Did the same thing. He worked his way up into P2 by even letting that Ferrari jump him and get back in front of him. Why? Because Lewis already knew, hey, I'm going to run you down anyway, so I'll let mm. you get in there for now, and I'll just indeed, peel bro. off. Indeed. Indeed. Good one. Indeed. Indeed. And that's that. That is something that we haven't seen yet. Max coming from the back of the grid all the way up. Is it impossible? Hell no. Not with the car he's got. It's not impossible at all. But it's to say that even with the car that he's had, 
he hasn't done it yet. And we've also seen that Max, even with the card he has, has struggled, uh, particularly last season, to make that happen. All right. And I think that was in Singapore. He was unable to do it. And there was a point in time where I would not have agreed with Wildcat as far as Ocon, Gasly, and them competing against Max as he's coming through. Because a lot of people say, oh, it's not your drive. But a lot of times Lewis Hamilton's coming through, and then they people don't say it's not your drive. And people, they say other drivers have the right to defend against Lewis Hamilton. But it's funny how that double standard works. But I will say this. I think Max put himself in a situation that's not going to benefit him anymore when he had the situation with Russell and just felt like you should just let me through. And he got into that battle and that tiff with Russell. And I think a lot of drivers now are starting to be like, you know what? Do we really need to like, we've been opening the door for you, Max. You've been coming through the grid and we've been letting you slide, bro. So, you know what? Maybe that's, maybe that's time to go. You know, when you at the front, there's a target on your back. Will says the ex Red Bull drivers, and I'm gonna let Will get ready to take us up out of here as well. Will with a, let's go, brother. Let's go. What you got, Will? What you got? All right. So, the ex-verbal drivers. I was thinking about this whole, the list of people, the long list of people that have raced either beside Verstappen or even back to the days of, uh, thinking back to uh, David Coulthard, like for a while now, Red Bull always has that revolving door of, of right. other drivers. So I'm looking at Christian Klein, Scott Speed, who was the last American driver before, my guy, Logan Sargent, right? You got two Sebastians, Bourdais and you got Buemi. Then you got Vettel who, wasn't cut, but he left. So that's like three Sebastians right there. Jaime Hagaswari, you got uh, Jean-Eric Verne, you've got uh, Brendan Hartley, um, Kvyat, of course, which that's just how many times he left and went and went up and down throughout the whole Red Bull thing. Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon, there's a whole entire list of people that have gone through that door, have been in that second seat, um, that have just haven't, I guess, performed up to whatever standards that they have, but I think it's a little deeper than that. I think it's more so uh, not necessarily the drivers aren't performing up to the standard that they want, but I think that is, is at least in Checo's case, he just isn't doing enough to be able to speak up to have that role that he has in that in that team. He brings in a lot of money. A lot of people forget that Carlos Slim, who's like the big tech guy down in Mexico, one of the richest guys in the world, brings a lot of money to Red Bull. So I feel like, you know, money talks in Formula One, I feel like he's just kind of just playing it cool and not really trying to like, you know, uh, maybe be more of a force in the team. So when you got people like Verstappen and his dad and they're coming joining forces, there's that whole thing that Peter Windsor was talking about that he's in Adrian Newey's ear to make the car better for him. It reminds me of the thing that we saw with Lewis and Valtteri where we know that Lewis is better than Valtteri, right? Mm -hmm. And every time Valtteri came back on board as, you know, Valtteri 2.0, Valtteri 3.0, every year was always this new thing. And then he would sputter out after the first few races. It's kind of like that, right. too. Right. That's a fact. Big shout out, bro, for that. Will always coming with some drops and some receipts. And that's true. But Valtteri admits it like Lewis is obnoxiously great. Jay London says once Max gets some competition, he'll crack. It's been so easy for him to get these chips. Absolutely no competition. Lewis is going to have it him 2024. Listen, you all have done an excellent job. This episode of F1 Minute of coming up and speaking out. That is what I want. I want the world to be able to see 
people speak out and have their perspectives and their opinions shared because you don't just need to be relegated to the comment section. And I'm willing to share my platform for you to do that. So WPPN is about to give us some of our closing remarks. Let's go, Will. Let's make it happen, brother. Go right ahead. We did have one more thing we had to go through, so <laughs> I didn't forget. Here's one thing, though. I'll start this off with uh, Mary Beanie wanted to make sure that she corrected you on the winner of the Le Mans, which is Ferrari, which was Jesus, a.k.a. Antonio Giovinazzi, that he did win the Masters of Formula 3 in 2015 at Zambor. And he I was led talking the about the race. World Driving Championships. I was no driver championships, championship. but yeah, yeah. That's F3. But yeah. you know who won it the year before he won that in 2015? And is Zanvort, who do you think? Leclerc. Leclerc. Max Verstappen. Max. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. He did. He took it in 2014. I just figured I'd throw that in there. So we'll wrap it up, though, with another quick Formula One minute grudge race minute. Race number two, China GP, 14 laps, wet quality dry race. Lap one, turn one, Racer X 210 with an epic start, P5 to P3. Wildcat on the spin cam, drops from P6 to P15. Chaos with a great start, P13 to P10. Then he's caught on the spin cam as well. Back to P13, the action has just begun. So fresh on Kitty Litter Corner into turn two. He gets back on the tarmac with no incident. Pooh and Hill, Joseph with track position in laps two and three until Hill gets caught on the spin cam coming out of turn 11. The battle up front heightens between stop pause and Dallas fan racer X210 and S450, who is sick with the flu like Jordan in game five. Man came through. Pooh makes his way through the field to P5. By the end of lap three, lap six, the front runners come out on mediums. Hillian DNFs on lap seven. He will come back stronger next race. Also on lap seven, Will makes a magnificent pass around the outside on cornbread into turn one, moves to P10. Who put that info in there? I don't know who put that one in there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Lap seven, Pooh goes deep into turn 14. Racer X and Pooh make contact with Racer X coming out into P1. Wildcat DNFs on lap eight. That brings out the safety car. Safety car on lap 11, top five. Jostle for race position until the checkered flag. Pooh makes a great pass on Racer X 210. Come out into turn 10 in the final lap. Racer X then gets caught on the spin cam coming out of turn 13. The finishing order. Stop pausing. P1. Pooh. P2. Dallas fan. P3. S450. P4. Drop cloud. P5. Racer X. P6. Will. P7. YRE. P8. Chaos. P9. And Cornbread. P10. Let's go. Good one, my brother. Good one. That's what I'm talking about. We're dropping it off on here. And you know what? I wouldn't be me. If I didn't say Kenny B, we come into the end, but I'm giving you your opportunity, bro, because you asking for it, and that's what I want. Kenny B, go ahead, bro. Get your word in, bro. Hey, in. for the ones who don't know, Red Bull got a serious problem with Honda. They know they made a mistake by getting in bed with Ford. They did that for money, but they really didn't expect for Honda to come back with Aston Martin, and that scares the bejeebies out of them. The one thing that they found out um, when engine regulations came out in 2014 was right. Renault was nowhere near prepared to battle against Mercedes' new V6 hybrid. And now, if Honda gets in bed with the new engine regulations with the 300, what is it, 300? uh kilowatt or something like that um generator unit to make power on the um on the mguh that they're going to get rid of 
for 2026, um, that's going to shake up the whole thing all over again. And that's why Red Bull is pissed at Honda because now for 2026, they're going to be in bed with Aston Martin. Mm. And Aston Martin has one of the aerodynamics from Red Bull. That's why they're doing so well this year. There you go. And that's that's a damn good way to take us out. So listen, this has been another episode of F1 Minute. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself, thoroughly enjoyed you. Don't forget, we're going to be back here off the back of another GP weekend. Canada will be there, and we will be here Monday. But before Monday, we will be here Sunday. And before Sunday, we will be here Saturday and through the rest of the week with live content. So you can go ahead and get off comment section live chat. Plus, we got new VIP members. Kickback Quality Trivia will be on Saturday doing the qualifying live watch. Come join us. Come sit with us. Come chill with us. Come politic with us. Come have fun with us. Then Sunday, race highlights. We're going to go crazy. You know how we do it here at Wolfpack. So with that being said, this has been another successful and great episode, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. You all make sure you come back. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jay, Wolfpack Performance Pro, Ampersaw Podcast, and home of the F1 Minute, the hottest, livest live talk show on the planet. Peace.